The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim that free bet today. We're also brought to you by SGPN Fantasy. Dominate your draft with the SGPN Draft Kit. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft kit. And the free roll football contest is back and better than ever. $5,000 is up for grabs in our NFL contest and $1,500 in our brand new college football contest. Sign up exclusively in our Discord at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Howdy ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Episode 200, hooray for us. We made it to 200. I'm dedicating it to my better half, Daniel Gumby Vreeland. He's been on every episode, all 200. I I begged off a few in the early days. Um, but Gumby's been here, rain or shine. Even if he had had to record in the middle of a gang fight, he still recorded the podcast. So I uh, forgot about I forgot about when I, <laughs> I I I recorded in a Dunkin' Donuts parking lot. <laughs> yes, and then a big huge fight broke out and he had to take off. So yes, um, <laughs> thank you Gumby Vreeland for always being there for me. Jeff Chalks Fox, your your chalkiest gambler around. Even though I did hit two underdogs this past weekend, so maybe maybe I'm not a chalky chalk gambler anymore. We have one of our patented historic famous world-renowned dinwick series episodes here where gumby got his gumby god nickname because he makes people so much money and last week he really came through again um another four in one week which is what we've come to expect and that's that's what the expectations were heading into this year because that's what happened last season with him and he he pulled the nose up after a couple of bad weeks turned things around a, a couple of bad um bad uh Apple podcast reviews is all it took to get him to <laughs> pull, pull the nose up and, and uh, right in the ship. So let's bring him in here and we'll, we'll break down some picks for week seven of the contender series. It's the one and only Gumby God, Daniel Gumby. Really. Yeah. It's, I'm really glad that I got a reminder that I once uh, used Dunkin' Donuts uh, Wi-Fi from their parking lot after closing hours to record one of these episodes uh, during a gang fight. Yeah. So that was, uh, that was yep. probably the most special of the episodes. Yeah, and uh, you know, jumping right into to week seven here, I am very high on some of the talent we're gonna see here. Uh, a couple of them are in weight classes where the UFC badly needs people, which is also kind of fun. Uh, you know, like those are usually guys who get snatched up pretty easily. So uh, yeah, this is I think this is actually in terms of people who are gonna wind up being in the UFC a pretty pretty good show. Yeah, it's a big LFA week. Um, you and John were saying that in the Discord, and, and when I did my research, I, I see that as well. We've uh, we've got uh, an LFA champ, and we've got uh, a bunch of people who have fought LFA as well. And as Dan said in the Discord, there's a couple of guys and one gal, because he likes to call them gals, one gal who he's he's big on this week, correct? Yeah, there's uh, I would say I, I think there's two that I'm really big on, and then uh, you know there's there's another one that I I think is good but maybe not great. And actually, one person who I'm going to pick against who I think is phenomenal. So how what's the ceiling on the on the on the talent here? Uh, I would say with with a couple of them because they're in thin divisions. There's a couple of them who I think could could put together like a really nice run and wind up being a a top fifteen type. Uh, whereas like 
uh, you know, there's another one who is very highly touted, but in a thick division. So I'm not quite sure exactly what's going to happen for him. But yeah, like I, I think there's a, a lot of potential in this this bat. Fantastic. Who was I was thinking this last night? Maybe this is another whole episode in in uh, itself. But who's the best fighter to come off contender series? Do you think we haven't had a champ yet, right? We have had a title think. challenger though. Do you do you know who that is? Uh, give me a weight class, maybe I'll, I can tell you who it is. Uh, I think that might give it away, but I will give it to you anyway. It is flyweight. <laughs> flyweight. Um, who was it? At flyweight. See, I'm blanking on everyone now. Was it? No, it wasn't. Kaikara France. Was he? No, he's a he's no. an Ultimate oh. Fighter guy. You know this. Yes, is right. Yeah, and Miranda was Ultimate Fighter. Who? Tell me, please tell. Alex me. Alex Perez. Alex yeah, Alex Perez. Oh, out. I don't remember him. Was that a was that a Latin America contender series? No, if I'm not mistaken. Well, first of all, he's from California, so probably not. Um, I'm pretty sure he was on the just the first season of the contender series. Oh, okay. I'll put the intern yeah, on so it, but uh, I can't remember that. Yeah, it was it was in the same season as uh, Sean O'Malley he got his contract, so uh, quite a while ago. Oh, right. So is Perez the best fighter? Is Perez the best person to come off contender series? Probably. I think. Probably I think probably. I, I think probably. Yeah, he was on week five of the first season, uh, along with people who got contracts on that uh, season were him and Mike Rodriguez on that episode, um, but not getting contracts. Yeah, so like not getting contracts on that episode, Julio Arce and Ricky Simone. <laughs> oh, really? Interesting. Very interesting. So what were you saying? You think he's the best one or not? I mean, he's, he's up O'Malley there. Better? He's up there. Sean O'Malley is, I, I guess, good. I mean, Jelton Almeida could wind up being the person. Yeah. Yep. More on him later in the week because he is, he's got a fight. And uh, yeah, he's at a heavyweight class that he can actually maybe make, make a move in especially if he goes back down to light heavyweight but um enough reminiscing let's let's uh get into this week's contender series tuesday as per usual 8 p.m eastern on espn plus going down from the ufc apex there's still a fight in a cage it says on topology so sadly it's not a, a moat or or on top of um what was it what did i see them in russia on top oh, of the storage uh, ship, containers. Ship, shipping containers, yeah. yeah. <laughs> shipping containers, yeah, over top of water. Yeah, it wasn't that. And uh, it is uh, five fights, as per usual. We actually, we got some heavyweights. We have actually some female fighters on here, too. We're going to start off with that. At the flyweight division, Teresa Bleda. Is it Bleda? It's Bleda. Bleda. Bladash. Bleda? All right. Teresa with a Z. Bleda versus Naraya. Nera? Nara. Nara. <laughs> they are uh, Maya. I know the last name. I know Maya. No relation at all, right? As far none. as I know. No, yeah. none that I know of. All right. Let's tell you about Maya. She's 7 0 oh, 1. Three knockouts, two submissions. Uh, she's a regional champ. That's all I can tell you. Plus 450 for her. Bleda. Her nickname is Rhonda. What a catchy nickname. Um, she's 5 0, oh, two knockouts, two submissions. She also is a regional champ. Four inches taller than Maya. Minus 649, which is the name of the lottery up here. 649. <laughs> all right. Um, you're going to probably tell us more info than, than I just told everyone else. So give us your pick and let us, uh, this, this looks like a squash match on paper, but uh, is this the gal that you're, uh, Rhonda is the one that you're uh, most excited about? Yeah, this is a squash match on paper and in actuality. Um, you know, like it, Blada is a really nice prospect. Uh, half because I, I really like some of the skills she's got, 
but also half because she's just so big for her weight class. Like, you know, you mentioned, was it five inches of height she's going to have on her? Four she's, inches. Four inches, yeah. She's five foot nine at, at flyweight, which is, is pretty damn tall, but she's also not like a thin five nine. She's like, she's very physically strong. Um, from from the striking perspective, I'm I'm not sold on her striking yet. She uses like, Sometimes she uses that like karate blitz where you don't set your feet. And, and I don't love that, especially because her chin stays up a little bit high. Uh, but once she gets to grappling, which that karate blitz sort of works towards, she's got excellent top control, great ground and pound. Um, she's been threatened with submission. She's really good at getting out of those and using it to pass. Um, and, and Maya, for you know, like what I've seen, she might be a little bit stronger of a striker, like just a little bit. But her... She really loads up on her shots when she strikes, so she's off balance all the time. Should be really easy to take down. I, I saw her try a takedown herself. She was fighting this opponent who was terrible. They were one in one. Um, she tried a takedown and just kind of like wound up tripping herself and wound up like giving up a half guard or a side control to this terrible one in one opponent. Like if, if that happens when you're fighting like a, you know, no offense to whoever that bum was but that bum on the brazilian regional uh. circuit blada is just gonna take absolute advantage of you so i yeah blada should out grapple her easily if we're looking for a way to make this uh like palatable in terms of like how to gamble i mean she does finish most i mean i guess she's two subs and two tkos i'm gonna say she gets a sub here that's gonna be my guess Ooh, we're getting fancy on things now. You have to get fancy when it's minus 649 line. So, um, all right. We jump right into this. I guess we already did um, recap last week's Contender Series because we were excited about it. So we already recapped it, I guess, it's, last it's so uh, far. It's so far away from the last. Exactly. Yep. It's hard to, like, recap it and, like, you know, not say something that everybody's already talked about in the Discord. Yep. We already recapped it. Dan Gate did good. He went four and one, hit two dogs. So um, enough of that. So, all right. Uh, I'm going to tell you about a couple of our sponsors. Then we'll move on to see if Gumby has any juicier picks in minus 649 one. Uh, what's the, do you know what the sub prop is on that or has it not been posted yet? Nah, most of them haven't been posted yet. So that's kind of, uh, kind of disappointing at this point. Yep. Too bad. Hopefully WinBet will post it soon because we are a WinBet family here. Thank you for joining WinBet. Now is the perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. And if you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet. The reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet MLB. Plus, WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get 100% deposit bonus up to 8000 bucks. Win also just released their first quarterback with five touchdowns. Prop bets. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Claim your free bet today. Offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Now I'm going to tell you about OzTrader. What is OzTrader, you may ask if you're new to this podcast. OzTrader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You also compare the different signup codes and promotions from sportsbooks to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for betters to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so betters can keep records of all your games and betting activity. Go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire. Oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. And you got to head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord because we have our free roll football contest going on right now. We have two of them. Uh, uh, college football contest, you win 1500 bucks. 
The NFL contest, $5,000 and a two-night stay at Wynn Las Vegas is up for grabs. You can sign up exclusively in our Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Make sure you drop into the Fights channel and say hi to us. All right, moving on to lightweights on the male side. Ismail Bonfim. I assume his, uh, he's brothers with the gentleman fighting fights later. Yes, Ishmael and Gabriel yes. are brothers. Ishmael being the older of the two brothers. And it's Bomfim? It's Bomfim, I believe. But... Bomfim. Bomfim versus Nereman Abasov. And th- like I said, this is at light weight. Let me tell you about Bomfim first. He is Nicholas Moretta. We know that nickname. It means sledgehammer. He's 17 and 3. Eight knockouts, four submissions. He's been submitted three times, so that seems to be his Achilles heel. He's a regional champion. He's won 11 straight fights. He's been a pro MMA fighter since 2011. He's finally getting kind of a crack at the big time here. He's a year younger than Abasov, plus 105. Abasov, 27 and three, four knockouts, five submissions. He's been submitted one time. He was he's the AMC champ. He was looks like he had that for a very long time over at Fight Nights Global. He's won 13 straight fights, minus 125. That's the number on him. So I, uh, I I mentally had the Bonfim brothers uh, circled when I, you know, when I had expected them to be on Contender Series a year ago. They finally got their chance this year. Um, it felt like a storyline the UFC was going to use to just put both of them in there because, like, mentally I had them pretty much as the same guy. And I was like, oh, they're both good. And then I reminded myself that I'm not sure I've seen Ishmael fight. I just know he's he's you know, Gabriel's brother, I think. Yeah. Um, and, uh, same thing kind of happened with the Basharat brothers. Like I, I think I'd forgotten that Farid is not Javid, uh, and he's not as good. Um, Ishmael's not as good as Gabriel. Um, I rewatched him and he's, uh, he, you know, we're going to talk about Gabriel in a second. Like he, he's slower. His strikes aren't as sharp. They're much wider. They're a little bit telegraphed. He works the body more, which is maybe good. Um, he's got good submissions, but his takedown defense kind of sucks. Uh, he really prefers to brawl. Uh, in all of those things, I watched and I was like, man, right after watching his brother, this is kind of a bummer. Uh, and I was like, maybe Abasov is the right play. And then I watched Abasov, and he also doesn't look good. <laughs> um, really? Yeah, he's really sloppy on the feet in the fight that I watched. Um, because I, I hadn't, I'll be completely honest, I hadn't seen Abasov fight. Um, He's way slower than Ishmael. Like Ishmael Bonfim is going to be so much faster than Abasov. Um, and, and like I, I think Bonfim can probably be taken advantage of some by you know the right person on the mat. But Abasov doesn't even seem like he ever wants to be in the clinch, uh, despite having the OV name that the machine usually gives us and tells us we have to bet on. Yes, he he doesn't seem to want any piece of the grappling. When I've seen him fight. He gets in the clinch and he immediately pushes away and tries to strike. If he does that against Ishmael Bonfim, I actually like the dog here. I'm going to take Bonfim. Wow, look at that. All right, Bonfim. But, but, but in, mm. in actuality, hire neither of these guys. <laughs> yeah, but the, the way things are going, you'll, you sound like Daniel Cormier, but the uh, way things are going, they'll probably both get a, get a contract regardless because Dana's in a good mood again, giving out contracts left and right. So. And because it'll probably be a All sloppy right. strike fest and he'll love that. Exactly. Exactly. He likes the um the sloppy fighter. So that's why Leonard Garcia had a had a job for so long, right? Yeah, Leonard Garcia is fun though. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's true. He was fun. All right, let's go to some chunky guys. Even though Jimmy Lawson from his pictures does not look chunky. He's he's just he's built, correct? 
Yeah, he's just a big guy. How about Kevin Zasflarsky? Zasflarsky. Is he a yeah. chunky guy? Uh, yes, like he's, he's, very, he's very much a chunky guy. He, he's got his arms crossed in front of his belly, which is a chunky guy move to do. <laughs> All right. Um, let me let's break down this fight. Zasflarsky first. I hope he doesn't get signed just so I don't have to say that name anymore. Zasflarsky, Zaflarsky. Zaflarsky. Right? Zaflarsky. Yeah, Zaflarsky. Should I keep saying it? Zaflarsky. I mean, I mean, if it makes you feel better, maybe. <laughs> I'm just trying to kill time until the next ad read, Dan. So Zaflarsky. Okay. Uh, he's 11-1. Five knockouts, four submissions. He's been knocked out once. So that was due to injury. And that was in his debut. He's won 11 straight fights since then. Is a regional champ. Was a regional champ. Three inches of reach on Lawson. Plus 150. Jimmy Lawson. Four and one with four knockouts. He's won four straight fights. So he's another guy who lost his debut. He's a year younger than Zaflarsky. He's got three inches to hide on him. Uh, minus 175. He's an LFA guy, right? Awesome. He is an LFA guy. Um, and he's an LFA guy that I, I feel pretty darn good about, too. Um, you know, you, you mentioned he lost in his debut. He lost that debut to Sed Soma, uh, which you might know from having a whole bunch of fights in Bellator. He actually uh, was the one who got the win over former champ Vitaly Minikov when Minikov broke his finger. Um and he, he's fought like a, a slew of other like UFC. I mean, he, he beat Ronnie Marks, who was in the UFC. Um, so it's not a bad loss for Jimmy Lawson, especially in his debut. Since then, he's all he's done is just knock people out um, in, in really easily too. Uh, most of them in under a minute, uh, including the last three in under a minute. Uh, he, he just absolutely putting it on people. And the thing about Zaflarski is I actually think he's probably more technical than Lawson. He's got like a good jab and a like nice one, two, and he kind of moves well for a guy of his size. He's got chops on the ground, but we haven't like seen him like grapple anybody who's like stronger than him or, you know, like up in talent level. And Lawson is explosive. He's got great strength, great speed. He's like one of the few heavyweights you've ever seen like faint really well, um, which is where all of those massive shots that knock people out come from. He just faints a heavyweight twice. They throw something stupid. He cracks him on the chin. I think that's what's going to happen here. Uh, I like Zaflarski. I think he's, like I said, I think he's good technically. I think he's got some real skills. But at the end of the day, Jimmy Lawson is just like a lot of fun to watch. The only thing I will say here that gives me a little bit of pause on Lawson is that height discrepancy. It's just so big. Um, Zaflarski being 6'6". I don't know how that will do against the guy like Jimmy Lawson, who's only six foot tall. But, like, I, I have to imagine it's going to make it harder for Zaflarski to take him down, right? Like, Zaflarski shouldn't be able to get in on a guy who's only six feet tall and built like a fire hydrant. So, yeah, I'm going to take Jimmy Lawson here. I think he knocks him out. Yeah, I think I got that swapped. I said Lawson was the taller man, but Zaflarski's the taller man. Much and taller. Has, <laughs> and, and has a reach advantage, too, which makes more sense. Three inches height and three inches reach, so... Um, all right, so you said Bleda was the gal you're excited about. Uh, other than the last two people, are the guys you're excited about, Zaflarski or Bonfim? Obviously Bonfim. not Bonfim, since I said no. don't sign him, <laughs> even if he wins. Yes. Uh, but but yeah, Jimmy Lawson at heavyweight, I think is a guy who could do some damage. Like I said, I, I am minorly worried about his height. Like that, that's a weird size to be at heavyweight. He he's not built like a guy who can go down to 205 though. So. Maybe he just becomes like a hyper athletic 265er um, and makes it work. But yeah, like at, at four and one, I think he's got a lot of promise. All right. So we got two favorites and a dog so far. 
Gumby through three fights. Um, let's break down the co-main event, so to speak. Gabriel Bonfim, the other brother, the younger one, Dan says, younger but bigger, versus Trey Waters. And this is at welterweight. Um, Waters, I believe I heard on the Top Trade on May podcast last week, right? You did, although I mistakenly uh, originally posted the episode with the title saying it was Ray Waters and not Trey Waters. Uh, Ray, Ray Waters, Ray Waters is a different guy. Yeah, he just fought at LFA. He looked really good. Uh, slammed a guy in his head. We had him in our picks. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. I must have had that slam on my brain because I posted it, and then I had to, like, uh, actually, Ray Waters messaged me on Instagram and was like, hey, that's not me. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's yeah. not. And I know that because I talked to Trey Waters. Um, but, yeah, both are good prospects. Yes. Trey Waters' uh, nickname is The Truth, even though he kind of didn't wasn't able to explain to you why. No, he wasn't, but he just said it fits. It was it was mostly because it used to be deep waters and there's too many deep waters. Yes, it's true. He was trying to say why, but then he just decided as the waitress takes away Dan's plates, um, then then basically just said it fits him um, without as he was stumbling along to trying to say why it fits him. But it does somehow. So, you know, the truth. Let's tell you about his resume. He's six and oh. Two knockouts, three submissions. He's got three inches height and three inches of reach on Bonfim. He was on the Top Turtle podcast last week, whatever that's worth. Plus 215 for him. Bonfim is Maratina, which is the exact same as, it means the exact same thing as his brother's Maratta, which is Sledgehammer. So kind well, of Mar- like the Pitbull Mar- brother situation Mar- going on here. Maratina means small Sledgehammer. Oh, really? Okay. Hammer. Yeah, but he's yeah, not small. The, he's the bigger. Inha... Yeah, but he's younger. So that's. Oh, okay, right, uh... right, right. That's the same thing with uh. Did you know that's where uh uh Dorinho comes from, um for Gilbert Burns is oh, that yeah, like uh his, his his brother was Duro Duro uh who he used to train jujitsu with uh his yeah. older brother not his his younger brother that you know uh was Duro Duro which means uh strong strong uh so Dorinho just means the small strong okay. There you go. There's your lesson. Even though too bad we don't have that language app uh, sponsoring us anymore. But anyhow, uh, Gumby brought it to you. Let me tell you about Bonfim's resume. 12 and 0, three knockouts, nine submissions. And so he's never gone to the distance. He's the Alpha champ. He actually he's defended it a few times, right? Yeah, he's 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 blasting people in LFA. <laughs> Usually you win a championship and then they they uh, call you up to the big show. But uh, used to fight at lightweight. Two years younger than Waters, minus two fifty five. I think Bonfim is one of the gentlemen that you're high on. Yeah, um, and he I just double checked. He didn't defend it. He uh he won oh, okay. a he he won it um not that long ago. He won it in in March. I thought he had won it the fight before that, but he was uh not not winning it in that fight. So yeah, I uh I Bonfim is one of the guys I'm really high on. Um, I also will just say Trey Waters is the guy who I'm going to pick against who I really am high on. He's really long. He's got incredible power. If you didn't get a chance to see his last fight where he knocks out his opponent in the third round, with just like a walk off pacing backwards knee. It's one of the most incredible knockouts you'll see, uh, on the regional scene. So like Trey Waters has got a lot of promise, but here's the thing. Bonfim, comparatively to his brother and comparatively to just about anybody, so sharp on the feet, turns up the pressure incredibly. Like, this dude is just in your face constantly. If you get, you know, at least the least bit worried about his striking and shoot a takedown on him, he's going to sub you. He's a thousand percent going to submit you when you shoot on him uh, in panic mode. And just like 
he's going, even if you survive the early onslaughts, he's going to wear you down because he's got great cardio and he, he just never stops. The problem with Trey Waters in this fight and why, despite the fact that I like him, I'm not even considering him as an underdog here, is in that fight where he scored the third round knockout, he was tiring. It was so clear that he was tiring in the second and third round. And like, if you can't take the pace of, I can't even remember the guy he was fighting, but the guy he was fighting, I really think you can't control the pace of, of Gabriel Bonfim. He's just going to turn it up. I'd say, you know, like if he doesn't sting him early, you're going to get that late stoppage here from Bonfim. So yeah, I'm all over Gabriel Bonfim here. Sign him, immediately get him a fun fight in the welterweight division because he's going to keep putting on fun fights. How good is he going to be though? Welterweight's tough. Welterweight is tough, but I could definitely see him like, like if you told me that somebody backed out of like, let, let's say Kevin Holland backed out this upcoming weekend and they needed somebody for D-Rod instead, I'd I'd watch Gabriel Bonfim by D-Rod on short notice. Like I, I think I think maybe even I would pick him. Like I, I think he's got that kind of potential in him already. And then in addition to that, like I mean, like I think. He he definitely could be like a top 10 talent if things just fall his way and he keeps getting better. I, I think there's like a few holes in his striking defense, but that kind of comes with just being like the very aggressive pace setter. So like, you know, maybe that's his, his Achilles heel at the end of the day. But if that sharpens up too, like who knows what he could do. Are these two going to be the Pitbull brothers of the UFC? No, because I don't. <laughs> uh, they're they're going to, you know what they're going to be? They're going to be the Miller brothers of the UFC. How oh, about that? There you go. Because so one uh, is going to not last very long. Yeah. Ishmael, Ishmael will just kind of, you know, be still in the UFC because of his brother. <laughs> okay. Fair. Or Figueredo. God, God bless oh, no. Dan Miller. Shout out to Dan Miller. Dan Miller was, wasn't that bad. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say the Figueredo's, but Francisco got cut. We didn't think that was going to happen. Yeah. I didn't think that was going to happen, but I'm glad it did. Oh, that's mean. He's not that's so good. Mean. All right. It's just not He's good. He's not good. He's not good. You know who is good? Promo guy that you asked are good. For all your sports batters out there, all you sports batters, I bumbled it two weeks in a row. I want to tell you the best new way to increase your bankroll. It's called promo guy.us. At promoguy.us, you can get the biggest bonuses from all the best sports books in the country. We're talking $1,000 risk-free deposits, insane odds, boosts, and most importantly, the best analytics in the business. Plus, tons of free picks as well. Promoguy.us is your guide to betting smart. Once again, that's promoguy.us. Now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest-growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. The SGP and gang use it for theirs. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. They've... They've integrated it into fantasy over under the first sports contest game built right into the fantasy experience. Not only can you enter a contest via over under itself, but you can also do so through your fantasy leagues matchup screen. For example, Patrick Mahomes is your starting. Actually, we'll change it. Dak Prescott is your starting fantasy quarterback, right, Dan? Uh, he's not. It's actually Mahomes. Oh, it is. Okay, <laughs> fine. Mahomes is Dan's starting fantasy quarterback. And not only does Dan think he's going to win his matchup, this week, but he also is confident that Mahomes is going to hit over 250 passing yard lines. So he would bet that on the app. And I think he, that's a pretty safe bet. Would it not be? It would be. I think so. Yep. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times over 20 times the money you put in. Main reason I'm excited about over under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a building group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with a tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download the Sleeper app now and play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP. 
and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Promo code SGP. Again, go to sleeper.com slash SGP and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. And we are brought to you by Run Your Pool. Run Your Pool is the home of competition, bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. Run Your Pool offers every game type under the sun, from Pick'em and Survivor to Fantasy Pools. It's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. We've teamed up with RYP, Run Your Pool, to host a pool for our official SGPN NFL Survivor Contest. Hop in now to reserve your spot. If you win, you get $500 cash and $250 gift certificate to the SGPN store. That would be sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash store if you want to peruse what we have in store, including multiple MMA gambling podcast shirts, including a Gumby God Tuesday, Tuesday night, Tuesday, Tuesday. What's the word I'm looking for, Dan? Miracle maker, Tuesday yeah. night miracles. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. He's the miracle guy. So anyhow, if you want to win it and not pay for it, sign up today over at play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. That's play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. Okay. Hey, real, real quick before we we, real quick before yes. we go to the main event, I looked up Dan Miller because I, I remembered him being terrible. He once at one point in time went two and seven or two and five over a seven fight stretch in the UFC. Which yeah, you think would get you, which would get you fired usually, but then he won his next yeah. fight. But he, he didn't get finished in any of those five losses. Uh, well, which Miller, is, which is yeah, which is pretty crazy in the first fight. But listen to he who he survived against in these five fight stretches. He didn't get finished by Shale Sonnen, Damian Maya, Michael Bisping, Nate Marquardt, or Husamal Pajares. He went to the decision with all five of those guys. Granted, lost all of them. Uh, but that's a pretty crazy run. Yeah, it is. But this is not a Dan Miller podcast. It could be. It, it could be. With all that info you have at the uh, at the uh, at your fingertips, or the, I guess the intern gave you that info. So yeah, he's he's good. He's very good. All right, light heavyweight main event. Should these guys be in the main event? Are they the best? Is this the best matchup on the card? No, but Bonfim Waters is the best fight. Um, okay. But this one's interesting for its own right. These guys are bigger, so. Rodolfo Bellato, not Bellator. He dropped the R, Bellato. I guess so he doesn't get sued. He's just Bellato. Versus Victor Petrino, an all-Brazilian light heavyweight main event. But uh, Bellato, Traitor, another nickname we know, Tractor. These these Brazilians are stealing each other's nicknames this week. Uh, he is 8-1, four knockouts, four submissions, and he's been knocked out once. So he's never gone the distance in a fight. So Dana White will like him. He's a finisher. He's won three straight fights. Was a regional champ. He's got an inch of height on Petrino, plus 170. Petrino's nickname's a cow, I-C-A-O. I don't know what that means. I couldn't find a translation for that. Do you know that, Dan, Mr. Linguist? I don't believe I do. All right, fine. He's 6-0. and oh, I know that much. With five knockouts. He's a year younger than Bellato, minus 200. Dan will fill in more of the blanks for us now. Yeah, and your research, did you happen to see who knocked out Rodolfo Bielato? Yeah, um, I did. It was a name I know from the UFC. No. No? Okay, I can't remember who it was. It is a I name saw... you, It is a name you've said recently, though. Oh, really? Okay, who was it? It was Vitor Petrino. Oh, really? Yeah. This is a rematch. Interesting. Yeah, this, is, this is a very... Yeah, I that. Sorry. Yeah, very weird thing, right, to see a rematch here. It was actually... Uh, Bellato was already 5-0, and and Petrino made his, his pro debut uh, and knocked him out in 25 seconds. 
which, which is kind of crazy. And it's also kind of crazy that they're running it back now, you know, a little bit over three years later, almost three and a half years later. Um, but, you know, as a general breakdown, what you can expect from Petrino, uh, the favorite in this one and the person who won the first fight, he's a boxer. Um, you know, he, he likes to draw counters and punish people for them. He, he does have big power. Um, you know, he's got a decent jab, but like it, it's really the counter striking that gets it done for him. He, he as a result of being kind of a counter striker, it's really easy to back him up. Um, you know, if, if his opponent is fainting a lot and doesn't overextend himself, he just kind of backs up until he's almost on the cage every time, um, which is, you know, a problem depending on who you're fighting. And actually, I think it's a huge problem in fighting the guy who he's already beat in Hudolfo Bellato because Bellato is a grappler. Um, you know, like he, he has gotten better with his hands. He fights a lot since that fight. He's fought with his hands, like almost in a tie stance, but tighter to his face. Um, which I'm assuming is just like a, a change in like not wanting to get knocked out again after getting knocked out once. Um, and also he doesn't have to worry about being taken down because literally in every fight I've ever seen him get in a bad position on, and I've seen a bunch of his fights, he just sweeps the guy. Um, and then he winds up on top which you barely ever see out of a 205 guy, especially a 205 guy who's fought in some pretty damn good promotions. His last two fights came in LFA. So like, he's a guy who can just, if he's in a bad spot, he sweeps you. He's on top. His top game is great. Uh, great pressure, good submissions. He's, he cuts through guards really well and winds up in half guard side control. I, I think here, despite the fact that we're picking a dog who's already lost to the favorite, I'm going to take Bellato. I, I think, He's going to get that takedown and Petrino backing up all the time is just going to wind up with his back against the cage. If he needs the cage to get him down, he can. And I think he's way more talented once it's on the ground. So I'm going to take the grappler here and the plus money. Oh, Dan, you don't do this. You don't take a big dog who's already lost to a guy. It's just, that's not the way you win money. Dan. But it's also kind of a here's the other thing, too. And I thought about that, too, and being like, OK, well, he's already lost to him. Like, what does that mean? But when he lost to him, there's nothing out there on Petrino, right? He was making his pro debut. Nobody had ever seen him fight for the most part. So, like, he's going in there maybe underestimating a guy who has no film out there on him, who he knows nothing about, who he might have heard some things about his amateur career or something, but certainly hasn't seen any film on him. And now he's got film on him. Now he's seen him fight a bunch of times. Now he knows what this guy is, and this guy's a boxer. Um, and, and I think Bellato is going to be the type of guy who can take advantage of a boxer. He's seen him knock him out is what he's seen, Dan. But anyhow. Well, yeah. In 25 seconds. Do you, do you think like a 25 yeah. second knockout is usually like a good indicator no. if somebody's way better or not? No, not usually. So. All right. Well, we'll ride with yeah, We always have to ride with with the Gumby God on Tuesday. So. All right. Who's getting contracts, Dan? Does it matter? Um, I think it really depends on if if. Uh, Bellato looks good on the mat. Like if he goes down and does a Matthews Rubeski and just, you know, gets a quick submission, like he for sure will, uh, Gabriel Bonfim definitely will. Jimmy Lawson, should he win? Definitely will. I think Dana White is going to love Teresa Bladed, despite the fact I think she's going to grapple a lot. I would say the only person in question, if all of the people who I picked to win, win, Ishmael Bonfim is not good. I almost think they're going to give him a contract because, like, the brother story is just so good. Um, like, the Kosuke's made Dana White, you know, kind of pressed Dana White's hands and made them hire him. Uh, but, like, I don't know that Ishmael is going to look good enough to actually deserve to be there. 
Okay, so there you go. Um, and which pick did you get wrong this week, Dan? I mean, if I got one wrong, I actually feel better Oof. about Bellato uh, than I do about Ishmael Bonfim. That one, it feels like I'm picking the lesser of two evils. So I'll say if I get one wrong, it's that one. Yeah, you're talking a lot of crap about Bonfim uh, for a guy that you're picking. So. All I right, mean, but uh, Abasov is also terrible. Yes, yeah, that's what you say. So Dan's got Bellato plus 170. He's got Bonfim, the younger one, at minus 255. He's got Lawson, minus 175. He's got the other Bonfim at plus 105. And he's got Blade at minus 649. Does that sound correct? <laughs> yeah, that's it. All right. Locked in. Lock it and load it. Make sure you get in the Discord and chat on Tuesday night about the fights with us. It's it's lots of fun. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Read all our stuff at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Um, if you could subscribe to the podcast, that would be great. If you want to give us a review, even greater. Um, Twitter, SGPN MMA is where we are at. Also, Jeff Fox writer. He's Gumby Vreeland. Um, boom, 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 boom. That's it. We'll be back on Wednesday to tell you, break down the first half of uh, UFC 279 pay-per-view. And then uh, Thursday, we'll be back with the main event portion of the show. Until then, I will remain Maretta, Jeff Fox. He will be Gumby Vreeland, and we'll talk to you on Wednesday. Bye-bye.